listening to Vocal Underground. Welcome to episode 7 of Vocal Underground, a music discovery podcast that connects you with the people behind the sound. I'm your host, Cleo Spencer, a former college radio DJ and podcast aficionado. With support from STN Digital, a marketing agency based in San Diego, I created this podcast to support local underground artists and give you the opportunity to get to know them. Because music is about more than a catchy chorus or sick bass line. It's about giving voice to our stories and connecting over our shared experiences. So let's dig in. Meet T-Rexico. Thomas and I play the guitar. I'm Tristan and I play the drums. I'm Bryce and I play the bass. It all started in middle school when Thomas first approached Bryce about the band. Thomas's younger brother Tristan joined soon after, and later on they'd bring in Kiara for keyboard. Kiara, we were friends with her before. I'd known her since sixth grade. They've known her since uh, middle school. So she's just been like a longtime friend. She's she'd gone to our shows. So we decided, you know, we needed. Uh, a keyboard for some songs, and it would be great to have a keyboard, keyboards to play with us live. So then that's how we got ended up with Kiara. All four bandmates go to high school in Chula Vista, which shapes their access and relationship to the music scene. Yeah, I kind of talked about this in my um, college apps. I'm, I'm starting this right now. Bryce and Kiara and I are seniors, and it's helped us write some essays. But yeah, we're really young. There's a lot of things we cannot do and like play 21 plus shows and stay there to see the bands we like. We played Soda Bar once with Bad Kids, another local band, but Somersault and the Walters. We wanted to see Somersault play, but we got kind of kicked out because we're not of age. But um, all the bands, they've, they've helped, you know, they've supported us throughout the years and they've been good mentors and what to do and what not to do. When they're not practicing or playing shows, you can bet you'll find them studying or filling out college apps. Yeah, like applying for colleges, working on like AP classes, courses, you know. Yeah, studying. There's a lot of studying involved. Yeah. And um, we just have to balance everything out because school can get stressful and then we try to get good grades and make our you know, family proud. <laughs> We're Asians. 
you know that stereotype but to but, me it's not so much like a it's not so much a stereotype it's just it's kind of like a culture of just like yeah like not not just asians it's just like an, an immigrant culture in general just we're expected to kind of follow the same path that brought our, our families here so you know that's respectable but it's really good that our parents encourage both things they encourage school as well as our music career or i hope it is career <laughs> i hope they see it as a career after Thomas, Bryce, and Kiara graduate, they hope to still make music together with the help of the internet and accessible recording technology. We're probably going to end up making internet music, you know, SoundCloud style, and Tristan's going to produce like, you know... Drum machine beats. Drum machine beats, and I'll just plug my guitar to the computer instead of an amp, and then we'll just do it that way. Work together through email. Yeah. You know, The Strokes recorded an album through email. <laughs> I think that was Angles. Yeah. It worked out for them, and it'll probably work out for us. We don't have to go to a studio to record our music. We can just do it in our garage or in our living room. <laughs> you know, just set up um, just set up the mixer, connect it to the laptop, and record it through our own mics and stuff. It's, a, yeah. it's, it's very flexible. We can do a lot of things with technology and music. Just... It's, it's so easy. Yeah, I mainly work from my bedroom. We recorded uh, an EP in the living room just recently. Yeah. yeah. And it um, gives us a lot more autonomy in the way our music's recorded and produced. Uh, it's sort of cutting, cutting out the middleman of you know, having a studio record and produce our music for us. When T-Rexico first started, they took a lot of inspiration from the Beach Boys and that iconic surf sound. But recently, they're angling for something a little more Dream pop. The whole surf thing comes from Thomas. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, yeah. He, was, he was the one who, um, like, yeah, at, the, at first when we first formed the band, it wasn't even going to be a surf thing, and then just Thomas just veered it over in that direction. Yeah. We, we, we didn't have an idea what to do, but then I was like, hey, um, there's this rockabilly band that wants us to play, and I told them we play surf. <laughs> so we learned all these surf covers, and it was... It was at the Main Street Bar and Grill in Chula Vista, and rest in peace. That was a good venue. It was it was a bar and grill that was all ages, which is really rare. We're really trying to aim for like a more dream pop. You just kind of listen to it, and it sounds very chill and, and very. Like you want to relax to it, and it, we want to have that sound. Yeah, we've changed a lot from our songwriting two years ago. Our first EP was just fast surf music, so we kind of have to keep surfing our name because we're in San Diego, it's California, and we still play those songs live. We have a couple more surf songs up, coming up, but most importantly, like, we just want to be a band that's nice to listen to. We want to make pretty music. That's just our goal with our next release. Yeah, and pretty music, like, I guess like the misconception is that just pretty music is just you know just simple and just trying the, like the sole purpose is to create an atmosphere. But I mean, there's like you can pretty music is is just you know just the overall like surface kind of way to describe our music. Um, but you know we put in a lot more than that. Uh, like for example, we take in a lot of influences from the Beach Boys, and like they have some songs that are you know pretty on the outside, but you know it's just there's just so much to it. Yeah. Yeah, that goes into lyrics too. Like, it sounds pretty, but once you read the lyrics, it's just like, 
dang, that's kind of a sad song. <laughs> like, our album, we were just talking about this in the car on the way here. Like, our album sounds really pretty, but the lyrics are really sad. Being teenagers, a lot of their lyrical inspiration comes from their own experiences growing up in the suburbs of Chula Vista. The lyrics are inspired by, like, you know, teenage experiences. Because I feel like adults try to um, relate to teenagers when they write music, but then they're adults, they cannot feel what we're feeling. And then I think it's just really raw when I write my lyrics. Like, anything can inspire me. I like to... We all like to ride our bikes together and then go to the edge of town and that's how we come up with some melodies and you know I I talk on the phone until like four in the morning with my girlfriend and that inspires a lot of feelings and lyrics too. I guess the, the Chula Vista suburbs plays a part in what we write about like riding the bike that's sort of a suburban thing and we like to get boba like there's a boba shop called Vanity that's easy to get to by our bikes. So little things like that inspire us. Yeah, that's like um, in the song 1965, that's basically the whole like manifestation of just biking around the suburbs and buying boba and <laughs> that kind of lifestyle. Yeah. Like riding to the edge of town, which we do sometimes and it's pretty cool. Yeah, we ride stingrays. You know, like those strand ones? Have you seen Stranger Things? You know, like the ones with the, the big handlebars and the banana seat? Like, we have a Stingray gang. I like, I just like Southern California a lot, and I, I, I do that a lot. Like, I associate the Southern California aesthetic with my lifestyle and um, music. Bryce is probably thinking, oh, he wrote this in your, in his college essay, and I did. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I like I wear a pompadour most days and then I wear Hawaiian shirts and that's just sort of my thing and then making 60s type of music is just I guess natural. And we're also inspired by like being Asian and like growing up with boba and stuff. I remember like getting boba when I was younger and like we we sort of make that more like give us more of that unique flair that we have and also like I enjoy watching like Studio Ghibli films and stuff it's, it's like something that gives us more more of a unique edge to it you know also um the the guy from San Francisco I work with Hi Sun he inspires me because like he he was 14 when he released his first album and like he started getting gaining traction from that and like that inspired us to like just keep working with music and even from a young age and stuff.
have a lot of experience with like the San Diego, San Diego music scene then growing up or was it kind of like a different scene in Chula Vista? Yeah, there was no music scene in Chula Vista. Like not not that I know of. Yeah, it was like um Thomas was listening to this one band, Wonton Soup. Shout out to them if you're listening to this. Uh but and Thomas found out, "Oh, there's a show at the Che Cafe in La Jolla." And then we were like, "Oh, we should go see them." So we invited Bryce and a couple of friends and we just went over there and it was a it was an experience that like I guess changed our lives and like we were like, oh, we need to play at a show at the Che Cafe. It's such a cool place. And like all of the bands, they all seemed like cool people and like they were all friends and stuff. And we wanted to be like that. That was like around the beginning of our band too. So we, we were trying to set a goal for that, like a short-term goal. And that was the place that like, that raised our, our music and like made us grow in the music scene and stuff. So we feel very at home over there. Yeah, for sure, good memory. <laughs> yeah, Senio music like recently is split into like Lemon Grove Punks, LGP, um, the dream pop stuff that we're trying to associate more with, and the surf punk kind of thing. And uh, there's also the art kind of the artsy scene with like more kind of R and B influenced, I guess. Yeah, shout out to Dela Cruz. Shout outs to Peggy183. Yeah. There's a lot that inspires these three, and a lot of groups they wanted to shout out, including some of the bands we featured in past episodes. Also, Shoots. Shoots. Yeah, yeah shout outs to Renee and the whole gang. They're so nice. I like those guys. Yeah. And then, of course, you know, those Shadows, uh, Spooky Cigarette, Beach Goons. They're all nice people. And we're so glad to be a part of you know, what San Diego can do. We're usually looked down upon what in a city that makes music because people go to LA, expect better things in LA, but San Diego has their own style, their own flair. Being some of the youngest in the San Diego scene, T-Rexico offers an interesting perspective on the scene's future. More young people and more people of color. Yeah, more young people. I know shoots are pretty young. And uh, there was a band called Waldo, but I believe they've taken a break, but they were young too. And also, yeah, just people out of high school and just, they want to make music in the San Diego scene. You know, there's always like a push and pull factor that um, determines why there aren't so many like Asians in the scene, as opposed to like so many like white people into the scene. And um, we're, gonna, we're trying to be that pull factor, you know, like people, Asian people can see us on stage or they'll see our music online. And they'll say, oh, you know, they, you know, they're just like me. Yeah, so you kind of want to be that encouraging factor. Bryce actually first got into music because his siblings needed a drummer for a rock band. Well, my, um, my brother and my sister wanted to play rock band, and um, they wanted to, someone to play drums. So then I joined, and I hated it at first because <laughs> I, I could not get like above like 20% on any of the songs. And then I always ended up failing the entire band. But then, um, you know, as I got better at the game, I was like, you know what, I'm kind of good at the drums. So then I, I started taking drum lessons and then I got pretty good at that. But then I, uh, I picked up my brother's guitar and that was just like so much, it's like a whole new world to me. And then from there, you know, I picked up bass to play for T-Rexico. And yeah, that's pretty much how my story went. For Thomas, on the other hand, it started with a gift from his parents when he was just eight months old. 
a plastic toy guitar and I was in love with it. I would put on sunglasses and then uh, <laughs> strap on my plastic toy guitar and I got up on, you know, the furniture and pretended they were stage and then, you know, sang. My dad would have like this DVD of this um, Thai rock band from the 90s called Loso. And I loved, I knew all the songs. I sang in Thai and everything. And um, I guess that, that would be the influence from our culture as well, just that music. Thai, Lao, rock and roll. I got into that. And then my dad was like, since he's so in love with the plastic toy guitar, let's, let's buy him a real guitar. So I got like a cheap Squire. Um, and I learned the first chords on that. And then in the meanwhile, Justin want, wanted to follow my footsteps and playing yeah. an instrument. At first he wanted to start to play guitar, but then he realized he needed to start drumming. <laughs> yeah. Like, at first I wanted to play, I wanted to be like Thomas. I was like, I want to be like him. And then, like, I, I, I got a guitar, but I'm left-handed, so I, I just play the guitar. I played the guitar, uh, the right-handed guitar, left-handed, and then I was like, it was not working out for me at first. And then, like, after that, I was like, you know, I'm going to pick up the drums. Then he picked up the guitar, and he could play anything. He plays the trumpet now. Tristan's like... Really talented person. He plays so many instruments. Like, as an older brother, I'm really like happy that he's able to flourish in so many different talents and music, and I'm really proud of him. At the same time, a little bit jealous. <laughs> sort of wish I moved on from my <laughs> love for guitar. Is it pretty easy to be siblings and also in the band together? I'd say yeah. It's pretty easy because like we're at home, and then like Thomas shows me oh. Look at this new riff I came up with, and I'm like, oh yeah, that's cool. Like, I can start envisioning the stuff, and then it's it's very collaborative, and I enjoy working with a sibling, at, and like as a band bandmate as well. Yeah, it's a good bond that we have with each other. Like when when we move away from each other, like we get to say, like we I had a good relationship with my brother, and then like I'm really lucky to be able to say that. Relate to what Thomas, Tristan, and Bryce were saying? Get to know them more by following them on Facebook or Instagram at t.rexico. And keep an eye out for their new EP to be released by the end of February called Let's Take a Dive, plus a mysterious beachy music video. Do you have ideas for the music video yet? Um, okay. I don't want to spoil too much. Yeah, just give us, give us a, little, a little teaser. Okay, so it'll be at the beach. And having fun at the beach. We'll be, we'll be having fun at the beach. And um, we'll be out there having fun in the warm California sun. Yeah, let's, let's put it that way. 2018 is just around the corner. And with it, more new episodes for a new year. But don't miss these random drop dates. Follow us on Instagram at Vocal Underground for the latest updates on new episodes and exclusive behind-the-scenes content with the next featured band. Till then, 